Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Greg Romero Wilson, Sean McCorkle. Sean, you're looking good, man. You lost uh, some weight? Still doing it, man. Yeah, still eating. Uh, being, I threw my back out again like two days ago, so I haven't been able to hardly walk. But uh, past that, like, I, yeah, I'm still eating right, man. So it's uh, it sucks, but I'm getting back down. Now, do your, do your neighbor? I think you know, I think you said everything, though, in, when you said it sucks. And I talk about this in my act. Fuck food. What, blue, food is to blame. Yeah. Why can't the delicious stuff be fucking healthy for you? I hate Dude. life. I hate this shit. It's like the whole world set up against you. I think that all the time. Like, why does everything have to be? Everything like, good is bad. Good is exactly. bad. Yeah. Absolutely. If it's delicious, yeah. it's terrible for you. Dude, my wife. You know? gets, my wife gets these food that they look like they're gonna be good. Oh, oh you're like, oh, chocolate oh, chip. Right. And then you eat them. You're like, what the? F-? And then she's like, oh, don't worry, it has zero calorie. I'm like. Right. <laughs> it's so bad. I know. They try. You know, it's so funny because, you know, uh, Craig Robinson, he flirts with veganism. Like, he'll do it for like a few months and then he'll fall way off the wagon and then he'll do it again. And, you know, so he, whenever he is being a vegan, he always tries to convince me to be a vegan too. Oh. And he was like, so what he'll do is he'll be like, Greg, come on, we're having tacos. And I'll go over there and I'll be like, yeah, I got you those tacos. And I'll be eating the tacos. And he goes, Pretty good tacos. I'm like, not as good as if they're made with meat. Oh, yeah. He's, he tries to sneak it by me. And I'm like, yeah, for meatless, it's okay. But really, I'm only eating this because of, you know, trying to be nice. Fucking garbage. It's like, it's like I never understood people watch those like, uh, those like fake porns on like Showtime, like the Skinamax. Mm-hmm. Like, like they yeah. never actually got naked. If I'm going to watch porn, just fucking watch porn. Like, what, what, what kind of yeah, exactly. less like that. Like, it's less like, oh, I don't want to get too far into it. Like, that's are, like, let's just simulate it. By the way, McCorkle, you're like this giant grumpy man who never leaves his house. Like, if they had like a real life Shrek, I think that would be you. Right? Like, you're just, <laughs> great. <laughs> that is more, more hey. motivation to stay on my diet. No, I'm kidding. I was going to say, McCorkle, welcome to my world. Where no matter what they compare you to, it's going to be an insult. And, <laughs> and so this, now you know what it's like to be me. You know, you know what you remind me of, Greg? I'm like, please stop. Just stop right there. Because I know you're about to fucking tell me something horrible. And I don't want to fucking hear it. So that's what it's like for me. At least we, I mean, what kind of a, you know what you remind me of? Shrek. Like, just, there's no way to we take always, that uh... that's good. I always laughed as I became an adult and got bigger. Like, I never understood why size means you have to be, like, retarded or something or slow. Because people are like, yeah, he's just some big dumb. Like, it's always big followed by dumb every time. So, like, yeah. you can't be smart at all if you're my size. You have to be like, oh, like, okay, Lenny. Like, <laughs> tell me about the rabbits. Like, it has to be anybody big as stupid. Tell me about the rabbits. You know, and I wonder <laughs> if that isn't just a matter of, like, big guys not having the brain power so much as never being asked to use it. You know, everyone so just the asked the world, them to be physical, and so they never developed that part of themselves. Yeah, it's kind of like I think if you go to community college, so always the hottest girls. 
because uh, right. yeah. they didn't have to study. They never, exactly. They just sort of just like, sorry, Brie. My wife, my wife, my wife. My wife. You should have been at my house one day when I was telling this delivery guy how homeschool kids are normally like slow, you know, like socially slow. Like I said, they're always weird. Like they're me a homeschool kid. I don't know how I brought it up. He goes, yeah, me and my brothers and sisters were homeschooled. And uh, I was like, well, oh, you, like you should have been like, well, look, you're doing great. So they, I thought you'd be bigger. Every guy about homeschool kids is slow. Like, I, mean, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, it was talk. weird. It, that's Note weird. to self, never deliver packages to uh, the McCorkle homestead. <laughs> Meanwhile, so I had a show last Saturday, um, Laugh Factory. I'm in a great mood because my kids won the tournament, by the way, which I'll get to. Yeah. Uh, and I get there, and it's like, first, it's this uh, transgender comedian who's like murdering, but like, if you can't, people were just like going crazy, you know? And then, but like, not laughing, they were laughing, but it was like, woo, cheering. Like, it was like, cheering. You know, it was raw, raw comedy versus hot. Got, got, you know, it was hot too, but, but it was just like, it was energy. And then, and then Kay quickly goes on after me, and, uh, and Kay's doing well, but she's doing like, you know, pussy joke, pussy. It was just, you know, so I go on, and, the people, the women, there's like everyone start to heckle me. Like I'm the bad guy all of a sudden. Like I'm just like, <laughs> like. Can I tell you? I knew exactly where this was coming. <laughs> like, <laughs> for some reason, I just became like like public enemy number one, right? For, for, uh, so, but not with the whole the crowd was laughing. There was three white women that were just like, like, like joke one. They so I, I do a joke and they're like, eh, boo, or just something, and I was, and they were talking, and people were just like, <laughs> <laughs> right. People were like, shut up to them, right? Yeah. Then I go, I said something else, and one girl goes, uh, I go, all right, give it up for the Real Housewives of Long Beach. You know, something, like, kind of, I gave them a jab. They're like, we're not from here. We're from Minnesota, right? So I was like, well, <laughs> go back. We have enough dumb blondes in California, right? And then it was just like, dude, they, place went ballistic, and uh, they were so angry the rest of the show. Like, they were like, like one of them laughed at one joke. She's like, "That's funny." Like she had to tell me that was funny. She couldn't just laugh. It was just like I had such hatred towards them. I don't know what it's something about your face, man. I, I don't know what it is. People just see it and they're like, "Fuck this guy." I don't know why. I don't know why. It, it's crazy. Like I didn't do anything. It was just uh, hey. So then that was crazy. Uh, uh what else? Oh, dude, did I tell you a story about uh the dime bar before I forget? Because it's a funny story. So there was a time I did a, a fundraiser, right? And I had someone else book the dime. I, forgot, I think it was Augustino booked the dime. And he never run a comedy club before. He just was whatever. So it was like six people there. It's this little room. And for some reason, somebody was heckling him, but the guy was blind. He was getting heckled by a blind guy, right? So he goes, <laughs> I want to see you do better. And then the guy's like, okay. So I don't know any of this. I'm coming back from this, this show, from a, a fundraiser for uh, that Scott Bayo golf tournament thing. So I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm coming back and I walk in through the back and all of a sudden I see a guy s cursing at the wall because right? he doesn't know where the audience is, right? So he's like, <laughs> I look around, I'm like, and there's like four people. Oh, man. And I'm just like, what is going on right now? I, I go, uh, uh, and then, I was like, he, he wanted to go on stage. I'm like, he's not a comic. Like, why do you put this right. guy? But I don't know, he's blind, right? So I, I start lighting him, right? I'm like, I'm like, yeah. oh, so now like he I'm would like, know what that means anyway. He's not a comic. Not a comic and he can't see, right? So I'm just like, so someone's like, he's blind. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding, right? So 
So then I, I walk up to the stage. I just grab a microphone from him. Hey, man, you got to sit down. This is an insurance thing, right? But now people don't know. <laughs> this is an insurance thing. That's pretty good. That's pretty quick. Okay, good one there. I don't think, yeah. People don't know I'm a comic, though. They just think I'm just some guy who stole the mic from a blind guy, right? right. I, I just walked out. You know, people are, like, mad at me now. Like, boo, give him a mic back, you bully. Like, I'm just... Uh, I just, it was fucking insane, dude. It was, that was, yeah, that was, uh. You bully, now you're the bully. Oh, boy. It's like the time I was in Vegas and some lady in a wheelchair came by and stole my merchandise, like, like six t-shirts off my table and, what? and wheeled away with it. Like it was outside and I was talking to somebody and all of a sudden someone's like, that lady has your t-shirts. And she's rolling away in a fucking wheelchair. So I, I run and I get my shirt back and people think I'm robbing a fucking guy in a wheelchair now. <laughs> you, went, out. you went full OJ. You <laughs> want your own shit back. So fucking crazy. So uh, how was your weekend, Sean? What did you do? Uh, man, what did I do? Nothing, pretty much. My girlfriend's, uh, she has a real fancy job with the defense contractor, so she's working a lot of overtime, but like not getting paid for it. You know what I mean? Like one of the deals where you got to be really good at your job to keep it. So she's been doing a bunch of stuff on the computer, and I was uh, laying around uh, – like feeling sorry for myself because my back sucks. So that's what I was mainly doing. Sorry, brother. Greg, you? Yeah. Eh, you know, long weekend. All right. Wrestling tournament. <laughs> okay. So we fucking won. We actually yes. won. My middle school kid, I couldn't believe it because I have all first year kids because of COVID. And most of them are sixth graders. Uh, and I didn't think we were going to win. Like, I really was like, guys, let's give it our best. You know, none of us wrestled before. Let's try our hardest. If we win, great. If not, you know, look, we wrestled, so we won. It was like one of those, like, defeatist, worst speeches ever kind of thing. And then we were all seated. Like, every kid was seated, like, fourth out of, like, three kids. Like, and these, but these, these kids, <laughs> they, they, they came and they, they, they did it. A couple of them, I had to, like, I had to take credit, but I was, like, coaching through the match. And one kid just kept looking at me. I'm like, all right, now, you know, throw the half in, peel the angle. And the kid the whole time was staring. I'm like, dude, look at your opponent. Like, I, you can't just look at me. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude let me ask you something. That's so amazing. And, and really, kudos to you, man, for really – it's like the Bad News Bears every year. And somehow you turn them into champions. And I just would I, – I wonder, in your mind, like, when you see it happening, like, you expect nothing, and then you see them winning. Like, in your mind, you hear – music like in movie like do you hear the da da this, this one was da, great da, 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 literally i had you know, a you're like oh, like it's happening this, we had like the i mean covid really like put a number on some of these kids like one kid told me he couldn't do sprawls because his grandmother had breast cancer and and, uh, and he was worried about hurting his chest <laughs> when he hit the mat i mean it was like excuses that i like i've never I've, I've never heard before, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know. That's pretty extraordinary. I mean, a couple of years ago, I had I had <laughs> my grandmother had breast cancer. Now how? Where did? Dude, it'd be funny if his grandma got breast cancer from doing sprawls. Like that's what we've been ironic. Yeah. Like, I, like, I, 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 I don't want to get breast cancer. You okay? All right. I had, a couple yes. of years ago, I had a kid that was telling me he was uh he he was like the like most ADD, never listening. He goes, he goes out and gets pinned, walks off the mat and goes, coach, who won? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that sounds like a Romero Wilson. And then he told me one time, he was like, uh, listen, um, please refer to me as like Stephanie, or I'm not gonna say the name, because I'm, I'm now transgender. Uh, like one day he just walks in, I'm like, well, you, you gotta, both of you need to work harder. 
No one's quicker than you, Adam. Dude, no it was like, quicker than you. I mean, just, but yeah, some of these like. <laughs> Both of you need to work harder. I, I, I look at Fake going blind during a match. Like, he was like, I can't see. I'm like, dude, how many fingers? You know, like, it was, but we, we did it. We, we, we pulled it off. I was so proud. I was almost tearing. And then when I saw the, when I, me and my wife went to go see the high school team. And, uh, you know, like 13 out of the 16 kids are kids that I coached. And the mom came up to me and she's like, you know, I just want to say, like, we're all here because of you. And uh, she's like, you made these kids into men and, and, and women that they are. And uh, it, none of these kids would be here if not for you. And you should be so, so that was like, I almost started like tearing. Like I literally. It's pretty amazing, man. Yeah. You're yeah. really transforming their lives. They're at a very pivotal time in their life when, you know, teaching them about how to win and determination and guidance like that really actually has an impact, a lasting lifelong impact, you know? So kudos to you. Yeah. No, I'm going to have to get some pointers on coaching from Adam because I've been fighting my dogs. <laughs> and uh, they're not doing that well lately. I'm just kidding. My dog, I did forget to tell you over the weekend, my $10,000 male disappeared. Like he took <laughs> off after a deer no. and got caught by the dog catcher or something crazy. Like it was like I, the shelter wouldn't open to let me get him. Like they just don't, they're just not open. And they're like, oh, well, we're by appointment only. And I'm like, okay, well, I need to come get him. I might have somebody adopt a $10,000 dog that belongs to me, you know? Um, but I felt bad when I got there. They were like, listen, he's pretty bloody, but it's his own blood. I was like, okay, better than someone else's, oh, I guess. That makes it better. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, hey, he's got a cut on his lip, and he uh, he was, like, acting real aggressive toward all the other dogs and people here. I was like, that sounds like him. So, um, But, yeah, we got him back, and, uh, yeah, can't wait. To, I got a GPS him now, like, put some kind of – some color with the GPS or something because he doesn't follow the rules. But, oh, man. You just get him vaccinated. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it should fix everything. That's fine. Then they'll be able to trace him everywhere. It's got the whole little tracking device, <laughs> weekly upgrades. Fucking yeah. Want to, by the way, have you guys seen so this new documentary on uh, on Netflix? Before we get to the fights, the Tinder Swindler. No, no, Dude, sounds amazing. Oh though. I say, yeah, listen, it rhymes, so I'm in. Dude, this guy. <laughs> watch it with your with, with now 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 that both of you are uh, me and you are married and engaged, dude. This guy uh, claimed to be this like, you know, multi, you know, son of a billionaire, diamond business, but, and he would get these girls to fall in love with him. But like they were first date, they're on a private jet. Like he li literally had bodyguards, Rolls Royce. I mean, he, he had everything. And then he would get them to like fall in love with him, texting. And then he got them to like, hey, the, they're after me. You know, I'm, my, 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 my life is at risk, so I have to close my accounts because I'll think, can I use your credit card? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get it back to you. He, he had these women on the hook for 100000 200000 <laughs> He was a con man. Quarter of a million. And it would, it would go from one to the next. And he'd been doing this for like, I don't know. How, like, like he went to jail for like three years for it. And then he got out and got even worse. And he got one of the girls that he, that he swindled working for him. Uh, like, like, oh, shit. Dude, it was... Fucking and the guy. This is like this is going on right now. The guy did. He he got sentenced to fifteen months in jail, and he, of course he's got to be Jewish, which is like oh god, you know, I, I, you know, you can't. So he did fifteen months in jail, and he only served five because of COVID. And now he's back out with like a Lamborghini, back on Instagram with a, like, dude, it's crazy. This dude and now he's is famous because he was on Netflix or whatever. So <laughs> yeah. By the way, I just got Greg's joke about being vaccinated being tracked. That's a hell of a joke. It took me like five minutes, but I just got it. I was like, what's <laughs> oh being vaccinated track? Oh, I got you. Okay, anyway. <laughs> the guy's banned from Tinder. Uh yeah, you want you want you want to see dude, you want to see a crazy documentary? Watch this. I mean, I don't know. I mean, 
Because at first, uh, people were going after the girls. They're like, well, it serves them right, blah, blah, blah. You know, girls are just guys all the time. Yeah, but girls don't like fake a kidnapping and, and, and get them to like put money into their, like that was where it was like, it was crazy. No, it's a con, he's a con man. People, I mean, cons like this, he just used Tinder to do it. You know, which, you know, God, that's the thing about Tinder is these people are absolute strangers to you. I mean, there's a reason why people meet people through friends, because there's a bit of a ref, you you got a referral. Right, (laughs) right. Oh, he's a pretty good guy. I don't know. I've seen it. You know what I mean? You get a little history. This is just pictures and whatever the fuck they type into the fucking phone. So, you know, it's ripe. It is a perfect ground for that. Because you can just tell people you're whatever the fuck you want to tell them, you know? But he had 120,000 followers on Instagram and pictures of him everywhere. And he's, he's taking the girls on like the private jets. So, and he's wearing all kinds of stuff. So he's, Sure, no, it's a con. He's running a great game. Those people that rent the jets must be like, I don't know what he does. We've got a different chick here every fucking night. And we don't even go anywhere. Yeah, f- dude, it's crazy. In a way, it's a little bit of justice that a girl's only dating him for his money anyway. It's almost befitting that he's using her money to take her out. You know, like eventually. So. I, and these girls like, seems like they, they, they fell in love. Now, granted... It was like, normally I don't go for guys that are short, but there was something about him. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could have been that five. I was, just thinking, yeah. I was just thinking exactly, like you can be 5'5 five, five and say you're six foot, and you have until you walk in the door, you know, to get away with him, and then be like, before you leave, just give me a hand. We have, you know. Dude, this one girl, this poor girl, she wrote on a second date, she wrote him a letter of like 10 things I love about you. I'm, I'm like, uh, uh, his jet is <laughs> Exactly, exactly. His bodyguards, the idea that I'll never have to worry about money again for the rest of my life. Oh, it's, so. crazy. it's crazy. Somebody was like, the first red flag should have been there's a billionaire on Tinder. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> when I used to be on there, people, like, literally do, when I used to be on there, people, when I was single, people used to always, like, be like, yeah, right, that's not the real you. And it would actually make me like kind of sad. Like it's like, what kind of what what commentary is it on me that people are like, dude? There's no way the real Sean McCork would be on here. I was like, man, if there's a fake one, his life must be terrible. Uh, like yeah. he chose me to be a fake one. But uh, yeah, they uh, girls all the time be like, I, you stole someone's profile. I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. All right, so did you guys watch the fights last week? Some of them. There right. were some. Yes, there was some UFC <laughs> fight. We talked about them. Oh, then no. I thought they were coming up. Okay, well. No, I had a, I, okay, just full disclosure. This last weekend was when we buried my mother, and so I was a little distracted over the weekend. So there you go. Got it. Well, that's a very good excuse. Uh, and uh, Sorry, Greg. I'm, I'm, once again, I'm really sorry that should happen. I appreciate it. No worries, man. It's a great excuse, but don't try to use it again, Greg. We're going to keep on. <laughs> I better make a note. I better write it down right. on the computer. <laughs> By the way, use the mom thing. He's like, Next time, say, two. I'm afraid I'll get breast cancer if I watch fights. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean Strickland, Jack Hermanson. Sean Strickland talks so much shit uh, about how he was going to murder someone in the octagon. And just and footage of him knocking out sparring partner, <laughs> sparring partner, where like you got excited to watch him, right? You're like, I can't. Dude, it was the most boring. He won. He won. But he did win. It was a jabbing contest, and it was not the, the split was, decision too. Jeez, that was bullshit. He 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 won almost every round, if not every round. Uh, but it was one of those things where you're like, oh oh, he's feeling him out the first. Oh, he's just getting going. He's pacing himself. And you're, by the fourth round, you're like, okay, guys, like what what's going on here? Uh, now was- here's the thing, though. Does that does that show that he isn't as good as we thought he was, or does it show that he's gotten smarter? And he realized he could outpoint this guy instead of getting into a war with him. 
honestly, you know, I think one of the issues was like he, he you know, he put like a, he did like a show on Strickland Cribs before the fight, right? Where he showed like he's living in like a, a one bedroom. I mean, it's not living in a lap of luxury at all. It, like, Doesn't sound like any episode of Cribs I watched. <laughs> yeah, it was like no furniture. It was like it Cribs was, Section Eight Edition. Dude, yeah, it was, it was, it was like that. It kind of was like that, right? Um, so I think he said, listen, I was just so focused on the win bonus. I think that was the problem was that he wanted the 50 grand or whatever he, whatever they were going to match him on, you know, sometimes you go out 70 to fight 70, whatever, whatever it was. And right. I think, I think that's the issue sometimes when you have not guaranteed, uh, you know, you're not guaranteed a three fight and you're not guaranteed about the win bonus thing is that he just fought to win. And he he said, "Look, I felt like it was a sparring session. That was boring. I'm sorry. I fucking I'm, I felt I feel like a big pussy." Which, to his credit, like good for him because a lot of times, the, the, you know, I remember used to watch boxing matches it would be the most boring fight ever, and the guy would be like, "I'm the greatest ever." Like Mayweather was like kind of guilty of that in some yeah, way. Yeah, a lot. Um, but I mean, you know, it just it was just not what I thought was going to happen. Sean, what did you think about the fight? I turned it off after the third round because it was like I expected. With all his, I've never seen him fight. I've only seen his sparring videos and his funny stuff that he does or whatever. And then if he wasn't even going to talk trash during the fight and you're not going to fight, I was like, I don't know what I'm, what I'm watching this for. That'd be like watching Colby Covington, a press conference and him not talking trash. Like, is that what yeah. we thought we were getting, you know? And, yeah. uh, but I mean, you don't have to talk during a fight necessarily, but at least fight, you know what I mean? Then like, like make it a fight. Don't like, like you said, talk a huge game and then come out there and not do it. That's what I always saw in my fights. It may only last 90 seconds, but it's not going to be boring. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Like, I'm going to fight while I'm in there. You know, I may gas out after a minute and a half, but I'm not going to circle and feel guys out for two rounds, you know? So. I, you know, but you also got to think Hermanson, it also, you know, one of those things where he didn't really make the fight either. You know, and, right. you know, it was one of those things where it was just a bad matchup, maybe bad matchmaking. Um, but that, that happens. Now, uh, the, uh, the other good fight, this guy, Nick Maximov, 8-0, um, he beat uh, – Puna Halley, Soriano. This dude, like, I don't know if you train with the Diaz brothers, if you just start talking to like them. But dude, yeah, he's definitely hanging out with them at least. <laughs> yeah. He sounds like Nate Diaz, like every word. <laughs> After Crazy. the fight, it was like, yeah, me motherfucker. Like he just did like a, it was like an impression almost. But right. but the guy's eight no, he looked good. Uh Brandon Allen beat Sam Alvey. Alvey looked pretty good in the beginning and then just got rocked and uh got caught. Shocker. And then this guy, Treshawn Gore, who was going around saying, I'm going to be the gonna be champion in two different weight classes. And he was talking all this shit and just got beat by Brian Battle in a fairly close fight, but nothing. The fight that was the, if you're going to watch one fight, watch Julian Arosa, Steven Peterson, because that was like almost the fight of the year. Those guys just kept falling down, getting up, hitting each other. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I like a fight like that. I will go back and watch that one. Did you see the guy that's, I think he's undefeated. He looked, uh, I mean, I'm not racist, but he oh, looked yeah. Asian, but I think he was from, uh, I thought not they said boy. from. He's from, he's from Kazakhstan. Yeah. That dude can fight, man. Like every now and then you'll see, like the first time I saw Chris Weidman fight, I thought that's a future champion. Like the first time I saw that uh, Jerry Projeska or whatever that guy is, yeah. I thought, man, that dude can really fight. Uh, but that dude is going to be something, man. I'm not kidding. He's got just his movement, his athleticism, his – I don't know. He's got it. Whatever it is, he's got it. It's crazy. Which I, I one? Which guy? Yeah, there's a guy named Shavkat Rachmanov, who's 15-0, and 0, who beat a guy, Carlston Harris, who's good, and he made it look easy, Greg. This yeah. guy, right. Uh, was it on the early prelims? No, no. It was the third fight. It was on the main card. Uh, yeah, you're right. 
I shouldn't have, have uh, went over that. Oh, one. there he is. Shavkat Rachmanov. Yeah. Yeah. That's Carlson fight, man. He looks like he's Mongolian yeah. a little bit. Yeah. He, you know what? He does look like he's Mongolian. And exactly. He, yeah. Dude, meanwhile, I've done comedy in Mongolia. Like I said, Mongolia has the best looking, aside from my wife, has the best looking women because they're like, Six foot two Asian women, and yeah. uh, and they said because back in the day, they this is what they told me. I don't know if it's true or not, but back they told me back in the day, Genghis Khan kicked out all the ugly people, and it would only right. breed with the hot women. <laughs> this is what. Right. They Unfortunately, they still got half Genghis Khan. <laughs> that's, so, that's, that's what they. I told guess that would be one of the. Perks of being a mass murdering conqueror, you know. I mean, we get to get rid of ugly people, so. dude. Yeah. That dude, you, you, that, that's how we view Genghis Khan. In fact, actually, I, the guys that brought me over there, I showed them. I'm like the Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure when they had Genghis yeah. Khan. Remember, he was, in the, he was in the mall and he was like beating everyone up. Remember that, like that. that yeah, one? yeah, yeah, dude. I was literally just talking about that movie today. My girlfriend talked about So Crates. And she had no idea what I meant because so she's too crates. young. She was like, so crazy. I was like, remember they kept talking about so crazy? She goes, no, I don't. What, what is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? I was like, oh, never mind. I forget you're a kid all the time. Dude, they were telling me, I, you know, I was in Mongolia and like freedom of speech is like 30 years old there. Like, like so like set up comedy is barely. Late. I feel like we should clarify she's not actually a kid. Right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Dude, then, uh, <laughs> dude, then it was like, it was like, they like wrestling is, is like their main thing. Like it's just wrestling. Like they just, yeah. there's no other sport. And they and then half the country, uh, um, they live in, um, in like, uh, on like yurts. Like they just, yeah. they live out in the, and they have like Mongolians got talent. Like they have like one channel and they watch Mongolians got talent. But I was like, well, how come they don't come into the city? Go, he goes, well, they're sort of like, they're used to, they're not used to rules. So like stop signs, and dude, Genghis Khan is on their money. Like Genghis Khan is like the good old days. Like he's the airport is Genghis Khan International Airport. Like it's uh -huh. they don't they don't view Genghis Khan like uh some we Western view Genghis Khan. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Like he's like he's a he's that a guy left his mark apparently. <laughs> Oh my God! I, they took me to the place where he found the lasso, like the whip that ended up like gave him the special power. Because, uh, but he was a as far as leadership goes, and I, I'm I, this is what they told me that he would he would take he would he would beat your gang or your people, and then they would take you out for dinner after that night, and then you would join his gang. Uh, go to the Mongolian grill. <laughs> exactly. Can I tell you something? I've often thought this, and maybe I'm crazy, and maybe we delete this from this podcast. But I've often thought, okay, there's that song by Fallout Boy where like, you will remember me for history. But, and I, I thought about like, I don't think so, Fallout Boy, because here's the thing. If, if you think about it, to really be remembered in history, you kind of got to kill millions of people. Uh, I mean, yeah, we're most gonna... <laughs> no, I mean, give me a break. Martin Luther King did not kill millions of people. Uh, okay, right. But I mean, think about it. Genghis Khan did. Hitler, <laughs> think about it. You know Hitler. Who was the president of the United States? Right. O.J. Simpson. You got to think about it for a minute, don't you? Right. See, that's what I'm saying. The, the, you really want to be remembered for was centuries? Harry, was it Harry Truman? You're probably going to have to kill millions of people. Centuries? Millions of people. 
I, I, don't, I don't know if that's how you're going to be remembered. John Lennon is going to be remembered forever. Uh, there's gonna be you think he will for centuries? Do you remember the great musicians of Egypt? No, we don't. So yeah, I'm saying, but we certainly remember the pharaohs. Remember Abe Lincoln, Abe Lincoln, of people. Abe Lincoln, people can remember Abe Lincoln, George Washington. Come on. Thomas hey, Jones. Civil War killed a lot of people. Who? Civil, yeah, the Civil War, the Revolution. Right. Again, millions of people die. I, I'm just saying uh, uh, Mongolians are very, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to say. I had, I had a great Let's time. Let's go back and talk about cancer. This got off the rails. I had a great, I had a great time in Mongolia. That, this is kind of like Mongolia. <laughs> I was going to say, you want to be remembered for centuries, you're probably going to have to kill it. Right. John Castaneda won a big fight against Miles Johns. Uh, he was the guy whose girlfriend walked out on my show, but then I found out it wasn't his girlfriend anymore. What's up, people? Bet Online would like to wish you a very happy new betting year as we continue to march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year, it's a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code CLNS50 to get started. They got football basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, check them out now. Uh, I'll tell you who did great, Chitty Bang. Uh, Chitty Njigawani, who's the nicest guy ever. Uh, him and his brother, Anthony. And he came out and uh, knocked it out in like 14 seconds. Uh, he's a guy that's been around forever. Uh, he thought, kind of thought the contender was his last straw. He was in Bellator. He was in this and that. He's, and uh, good for him. Alexis Davis also won. Uh, super happy for her, Alexis Davis. Um, and uh, because she's just a girl that's kind of been like, you know, she bought for a title and she's been around. I think she's actually, I met her in person. She's actually really hot. She's one of those girls that like um, doesn't, you don't notice it until it's like, then you, all of a sudden she gets done up. You're like, damn, not that she's not, she's pretty regardless. You can't say fucking anything anymore without me censoring. It should be called the fucking censored Adam podcast. Adam has to think about what he's saying. I hate having that all saying. I, I remember just saying shit. Anyway, fucking this week, Robert Whitaker versus Israel Asanya. Uh, I hope Whitaker wins. People were mad at you for picking, uh, Picking Whitaker, by the way, Sean. Yeah, because they want him to win, and they know I'll be wrong. I'm very angry about that. Um, <laughs> you got the jinx on you, son. He's pretty funny, though. People were like, how come you don't use your wrestling? And he's like, I never thought of that. Gee, thanks, guys. Man. Right. <laughs> he's like, wow. He's like, every fighter. Uh, I, I didn't realize how good Adesanya's takedown defense is. That's what I was saying. I was like, he tried to take him down. He couldn't take him down. So unless he's done, learned something different to take him down, I don't know what he's going to do differently. It's going to win that fight. All right. Well, I want Whitaker to win, but I think Adesanya is going to win. Uh, that's my, that's my call. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I like, I just think Whitaker, he just, he just seems like a really good guy. Like he just seems like a really nice guy. Uh, not that, not that Israel doesn't, although I think I like Israel when he's not trying to be the character or like be the bad guy or, you know, like, even <laughs> people were mad. The, the, the Henry Cejudo's manager, um, uh, what's his name? Eric, who I, I, I give a lot of jokes to him and him, him and his people sometimes. And he was saying after, uh, he, after he knocked out Paul Acosta, uh, he, Eric like jumped on the canvas and Israel jerked off like, and then 
busted all over his face. Like not, 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 <laughs> not like not like in real life, but like right. you know. the, the, yeah, did the, ah, the Eric, that was after he humped him, dry humped him in the center of the cage too. Yeah, yeah. So Eric's texting yeah. me like, "Hey, what should I say to come back?" And I'm like, "Dude, like when your guy gets knocked out." Like fucked in the ass, and then you get come on your like. How do we? How do you? <laughs> sorry. <All right. laughs> yeah, like wish he should eat more pineapple. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I wish dude, that tasted better. Like sometimes you gotta just take the L, right? Sometimes you just can't come back. Uh, you know, it's just when someone jerks off on your face in the octagon. It's just, I mean, what? I would have just brought up his saggy nipple that's from steroid use. That's what I would have done. But that's no. I tend to go for the heart. <laughs> now, is that what you think it, it caused it? 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah. He said 100%. that before. He's been 100% since the last fight. He's been saying, which everyone did notice the saggy nipple thing. I mean, it was kind of a weird, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's more of like a weight gain, weight loss thing. But you seem to think it is definitely indicative. Yeah, of that's being, a guy I know from taking too much, too much test without an estrogen blocker. And the thing is, it wasn't there before, and then it showed up. He's either got, he either um, shouldn't be doing sprawls or um, <laughs> he needs to. Uh, he needs to check his cycle better. Yeah, that's not. Uh, you know GSP said the same thing. Back in the day, GSP had the same thing. Like, uh, and people, yeah. like, GSP's like, oh, I want the sport clean. Like, do you? For everybody else. So. Greg, what were you saying? I was going to say, I cannot wait. I, you know, while I have burned the mom excuse, uh, I cannot wait to use the breast cancer. That is, <laughs> I don't know when it's going to come up. It probably won't be on the podcast. I'll probably use it in real life. They'll probably be like, sir, you can't sit in this area. I'll be like, I'm sorry. I got breast cancer. I got my my grandma had breast cancer, not you. My, my, oh, that's right. That's right. Sorry, sorry, my grandmother had breast cancer, so I'm afraid if I don't, then I'll have breast cancer. <laughs> that's so dumb. Dude. Uh, uh, Derek, my grandmother Derek. had breast cancer. <laughs> Derek Lewis, Tai Tuvasa. Is Derek Lewis, is he an overachiever or an underachiever? Because at this point where you're like, the guy said he was working out 30 minutes a day and was top three in the world. Is there another athlete in the world that can, that can practice their craft 30 minutes a day and be top And be one of the greatest yeah. ever? I mean, I mean, baby. Maybe Shaquille O'Neal. Really? Shaquille O'Neal? Yeah. Think- yeah. Shaquille O'Neal was known notorious yeah. for being lazy. Yeah. yeah, but he would practice more than 30 minutes a day, no? Maybe not. My guess. I don't know. But Derek Lewis is both an underachiever and overachiever because he overachieves considering the shape he comes into the fight in. Like the way Benny should, but he underachieves. Like if he got serious about it, there's no telling how good he could have been, you know? And I think that's the classic situation where you, whenever you have someone who has tremendous natural ability or talent, regardless of what it is, then a lot of times they just kind of rely on that and don't put in the hard work that someone with less natural ability puts in to master something. And they can just kind of can just do it. And so they don't work that hard at it. So their truest potential may never be fulfilled because they're not going to focus on it the way the guy who's maximizing every ounce that he has has to, to match up with that guy who just kind of can just wing it and be that good. And I think with Derek Lewis, it's strength. I mean, he's just that powerful and it's just good enough movement that, I mean, why work? That's like me with comedy, man. I, I did comedy with so many people that were just naturally better at impressions or, or, or right. better exactly. at out yes. or better at uh, crowd work or making funny. It, they just had the hackiest type of joke, but they didn't have to work that hard to get laughs. And yeah. then, you know, I'm just like, fuck it. I'm going over every single word, every joke. Going up every and, and that's what it is. And you see it, you see it a lot in arts and athletics, you know, where talent <laughs> which shows you the number one thing you need not talent connections 
<laughs> I mean, but yeah, yeah, no, you see that, you see that all the time. And it's, it's just, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's, it's hard. Uh, it's hard to teach heart. It's like for me, even with coaching that we had, we had a kid that was losing and he, you could tell he was mad. And then he finally just like, I'm like, you're down by eight. You got, and he fucking, you're the kid. And he's like, ah, and that, like, that's the thing you can't teach is passion or heart. I, I'd much rather have a kid lose, cry, throw something, kick a chair, pissed off that a kid just like, dum dum whatever. Like, I don't give a shit. You know, like, cause then you're just like, man, that kid, where, where are you going to go with that? It's just like, you can't, I can't teach somebody to care about something. You know, uh, uh, dude, I got a quick story for you guys you may or may not like, but I was playing in a basketball league one time. Uh, this is when I could still really play. And, you know, some guys take that stuff real serious, like these rec leagues. I didn't really care because I played in college, so I was still pretty good. But we had this guy who at the end of the game, we were up by five, and the other team only had four players. One of their guys didn't show, so we're, we're going neck and neck with the team with only four players. And so at the end of the game, we throw the ball, and they're fouling so they can get the ball back and try to hope we miss the free throws. This guy airballs four free throws in a row at the end of the game. And he insisted, he insisted, like when you throw it to him, he would hold it right to get fouled because he wanted to shoot the free throws. So four in a row, they come back. He airballs number five and number six because he won't give the ball up. So they beat us. And then after the game, we're all standing there just dejected, man. Like this is, can't believe that team of four guys beat us. And he was standing there, the guy that missed it was like, you know, guys, I mean, I got to be honest with you. It's like my life was going to be any better or worse tomorrow if we lost. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, he's the one guy who didn't care, you know, because I mean, who cares? I think like my life's going to be better. I still got to drive that truck tomorrow. So, you know, whatever. Like, what's the difference? And I was like, uh, yeah, we, uh, and we said we'd all go down together. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it, Sean. I like, I obviously, I know how good of basketball you were. You got, you know, a couple D1 scholarships. You were, well, you average what twenty points a game in high school, twenty five points a game. Well, yeah, more than that. No, I had a, actually fifty Division one offers, uh, like ten of them to major Woo! schools, Big Ten schools, and Big so Twelve. How stuff did like James that. Krause beat you one on one? Dude, that is the biggest <laughs> lie of all time. That's uh, <laughs> that's like James Krause submitted me too when I was going thirty percent and he was going a hundred. I didn't know we were trying to submit each other, just getting warmed up, you know. Um, but no, he beat me one on one because uh, we were playing. Of course, my back is destroyed. And I'm just playing around, but then James decides after he hits a shot or two, now we're going to keep score and, uh, like, whatever. Like, he's going to, you know what I mean, like, take it serious. And I was like, dude, I thought we were just playing around, shooting around. So he ended up hitting some slop shot at the end and beating me. It was ridiculous. So I guess he did beat me, but, like, it wasn't like we were playing for money or something. Like, I was just joking around playing with him. And okay, plus, so he's the most actually, physical basketball player of all time. So if you were actually trying, you would have Oh, I'd have killed him, yeah, if I was trying. Yeah, I could have scored every time if I was trying, but I was just – Literally just shooting threes and then, you know what I mean? Like, right, you could have just backed him down and gone up the layup every time. Okay. Yeah, I mean, at that point, I still dunk real easy if I wanted to. So, like, I could just dunk on him every time. But, <clears throat> yeah, I was, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, at the same time, I didn't get submitted one time for two years straight. I didn't get submitted in jiu-jitsu class. And then this kickboxer kid who never trained before comes and gets me a guillotine and submits me because I wasn't guarding my neck then because I figured this guy doesn't know what he's doing. So, I'm just playing around wrestling with him, you know? And, uh, like, putting myself out there. But, yeah, like, uh, if James wants a rematch, we can do it any time. Obviously, like, five percent. Hey, let me ask, what, have we, I'm sure we've talked about this. But like, what exactly, what, was there a singular incident that damaged your back, or was it just cumulative? Man, I had a, making a really long story short, I hurt my back, herniated a disc really bad in 2002. Not even from reaching to get a phone book in a cabinet. Reach, I twisted and bent over. Plus, Chubby Checker was on. No, but I was twisting my back trying to bend to get something, and it popped the disc out, and I literally had to go to the ER after, like, four days. I couldn't walk. I lost all feeling in my leg after, you know, about six months where I could barely, literally barely walk. So I go in and have surgery, 
That surgeon pokes a hole in my spinal cord, almost kills me. Like I've been surgery for like 12 oh hours God. trying to close the hole, all this different stuff. After I come out of surgery, they're afraid I'm going to die. I have to stay in the hospital like five days. I come out a week later when I can finally start walking again. Spinal fluid starts pouring out of the incision. I have a spinal fluid leak again. I have to go back into the hospital um, for them to try to close it. It was that, that time I ended up checking myself out and pulling my own IV out, blood going everywhere and everything because they, would, they didn't want to take responsibility for it. They, see, they kept saying, we can't let you leave yet. We don't know if it's spinal fluid. And I'm like, okay, well, isn't that like, can't you put it like they, they can tell if cocaine is cocaine by putting in that little water thing. You know what I mean? You can't take spinal fluid, look under a you know, microscope and tell me. They just kept trying to say, well, it may just be the, an infection clearing. So, uh, yeah, I had a failed surgery real bad, and then that, I still kept fighting I, after that. Like, I was fighting and doing stuff, Oof. and I would, I would hurt it on occasion where I wouldn't be able to walk for a couple of days, like throw it out, and then it would get back to normal, and I'd be good. And then just one day woke up, man, I probably, 2012, I think, or 13, I woke up one day and could not move. Hadn't hurt my back, hadn't anything. Like, I, I could not move in my bed. Like, everything was just really, really bad. So, I was same thing, laying in bed for three or four days before I finally go to the hospital. Then they accuse me of looking for pain pills, and I'm like, okay, right, right. Whatever so, you, so, you know, so, whatever. so. Uh, long story short, it was one incident. Uh, well, what, uh, what <laughs> no, incident it sounds like it, was, it sounds like it was actually yeah. cumulative, and then one little thing triggered it. That's yeah, what it sounds just like. Just one. I don't know what. I just couldn't move that day, and obviously, since then, man, it it either burns 24 hours a day, or feels like when you hit your funny bone, like I lose feeling in my Oof. leg. Ooh, um, like ooh. I'm talking a thousand times a day, like a pulse goes down my leg foot where I lose feeling in my leg. So like, I can't do almost anything. Like it's, it's the worst. It is. Don't give up I went all the way to Germany, up. had that doctor try to fix it over there. It helped for about six months. Like I have, I have done 65 cortisone injections. I've done microablation. I've done a year of chiropractic five days a week. I've done anything you can do. I've done. So, um, yeah. the only thing left is stem cells, but I don't, they told me they don't recommend I do it because, like they said, they can't. If it's structural, they're not going to be able to help me. I'm like, cool. So there's no hope. And now they, they want to put a, an implant in my body, like a pain pump that pumps pain medicine into my body 24 hours a day, and I'm not doing it. Number one, I don't want to yeah. be a robocop. But uh, number two, like, no, I just don't want to – I don't want to be dependent on it. I still have hope that somehow I'll be able to fix it, you know? So – um, well, you know, you can to, still you still can be remembered for centuries by killing millions of people. That's what, yeah, that's my only goal list. <laughs> <laughs> Here earlier, we were talking about being remembered, and I said like O.J. Simpson. Like, I don't know if you guys caught that, but that was a good joke. Uh, when my wife was, uh, you know, about to give birth, you know, like she's she's on there, and you could just, you know, give. You know, she has the tubes in her, and you can put the pain medicine. You can turn it up. So I was yeah. always turning it up on her because uh, she was in so much pain, you know. Um, and then the nurse would come in and, like, turn it down a little bit, you know. And then I'm like, she's going into labor. I could tell. And she thought my, my wife was just complaining. We, and we kept having, like, different nurses. Every five hours, a different nurse would come. And they'd be there for yeah. So finally, I'm like, no, she's going into labor. She's like, your, your wife's just being – I go, you're the worst nurse out of 19 <laughs> And she yeah. was the hottest too. But I was like, out of the 19 nurses, you're the worst. I go, and, she, and then I hear from my wife going, don't listen to him. You're fine. Because she, <laughs> the wife's standing up for her. <laughs> and then like five minutes later, she's going into labor. So I was like, and then, and then she's the one that like, delivered the baby. And then I'm like, after I'm holding the baby, like, I'm, I'm sorry for saying you're the worst nurse you've ever had. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I have a video. My daughter sent me a whole movie the other day when, when my ex-wife was having my daughter. And I was filming her like an hour before she has the baby and she's giving me a real dirty look for filming her. And I was like, always playing the victim. Like I'm like, as I'm filming her saying that, you know? <laughs> and uh, yeah, she didn't like it. So. Yeah, my wife Not to mention the fact that she was having a 40 pound baby. Right. That can't be easy on 
the, on the, Dude, my wife's legs were like over her head, like all kinds of stuff was going on down there. The pelvic like, floor, that's all. Like, my wife's legs were over her head, all kinds of going on. I'm like, let's take a selfie. She's like, stop with the fucking jokes. She was so angry. I was trying to make her laugh, you know? Yeah, great uh, timing. Oh, yeah, God. She was like, <laughs> afterwards. Laughter's like, the best medicine, on. She's like, I have no, she's like, I have no more self-respect. That's what she said after, like halfway through it, because just all kinds of stuff. But yeah, it was, just, all right, all right. So also, uh, Derek Brunson versus uh, the Killer Gorilla. Dude, Derek Brunson. Very interesting fight. I like Derek. He's funny as hell, man. He, he has like a pose of him, go, of him like this. Now he puts it everywhere. Like talk about a guy who just run, who's just a funny dude. Uh, love Derek Brunson. I hope he wins. Uh, Kyler Phillips, I hope he wins. Bobby Green. You know, he's a guy that talks shit the whole time. He's always talking shit. Yeah. And then he loses the close ones. I feel like some of these judges are conservative, and he's just pissing them off with his language, and they're giving it to the other guy. Uh, I know he won his last one because it killed like a seven-fight parlay I had. Like, I remember (laughs) thinking, I remember thinking, he's always in the fight, but he always loses, and then sure enough, he was on fire that night. Uh, This is going to be a good fight. This Nazrat hack brass guy, he is no joke. He's no so joke. So that's the thing. If he talks too much, he's going to get caught. I like Nasrat in this one. Dude, there, there was a night I was hanging out with Bobby Green and Rogan. It was like, I think, were you there? You were, I, was at the, I was at the Ice House. And Bobby had a friend with him that was like taking Alpha Brain when the first Alpha Brain came out. But I think he was on like way too much because uh, he was like, his eyes were like this. And then he was just telling us his whole life story. Uh, but like, <laughs> you ever be one of those guys that like. Yeah. Well, when you mix co- alpha brain with cocaine, it does have. I was going to say, you hit it with coke talk. That's what that sounds like. It's, it's the exact same thing. I got to tell you everything. My mind's running so fast. I can't believe it. Was. Dude, Tito's like that a little bit. Tito Ortiz is like that. He tells you, like, you end up, and Victor Ortiz, guys are Ortiz. Like, you meet them, and, but, like, like, you just, like, they're so nice, and they tell you all this information. That you're like, man, this is the greatest human being like ever. But then they tell it to everybody. You're like, wait a minute. Uh, but yeah, so Victor, uh, Andre Arlovsky is fighting Jared Vandera. Casey O'Neill, who's 8-0. She's a, a big deal from, uh, she's from Australia. Beautiful girl, too. She's fighting Roxanne Matafari. I love Roxanne. Uh, Roxanne. Yeah, Roxy had been on a bit of a win streak there until the last fight, right? Wasn't she last on like a three-fight fight win streak or something? And in the last fight, she... Took, a, took an L, but I mean, took and I think L. that last fight, I forgot the, who it was, but I think she got beat pretty bad if I remember correctly. She did. Her, no, her last two fights, she lost to Talia Santos, 30-27. Then she lost to Vivienne Araju, 30-27s. Yeah. She, she lost three out of four. She's saying this is her last fight ever. Well, uh, she's got, I mean, talk about it. She's 25 and 20. I mean, that's a lot of fights. I, yeah. I you know. Okay, and then she's going up against a girl who's eight now. Okay, Oof. well, she was it's a, t- t- a tough way out the door. I'll tell you, she got murked on the Ultimate Fighter. She was getting the shit beaten out of her. I remember Raquel Pennington. It was like, uh, and then she was doing her own thing, and then she went to a syndicate, and John Wood like taught her how to be like an athlete and helped her, and then she just all of a sudden was a whole different Roxanne Modafferi. Um, and right, right, yeah. Another example of like a trainer can change your life. It was that. Um, I know you're right. She's getting a little bit, uh, she's, she's got a boyfriend now. She's happy. She's, uh, she's kind of 
but she's a great coach, great person. Oh, <laughs> I love, I love the fucking Adams. Look, she has a man now. She can live through him. Uh, she doesn't, you know what I mean? She doesn't have to do this fighting thing anymore. You, you trapped a man. She can't go back in time and be hooked on heroin, but she can fight it almost as though she had been. <laughs> he came to my show and was like, I love your show. I didn't get most of the jokes. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait until they break up and then she has to return. He was abusive. And so now she's getting her fucking comeback body and then she'll be a champ. Dude, I really think that she might be an alien. I've never met anyone like her before. Like, I feel like the aliens put like Roxanne on this planet. Uh, Cause she's just wired differently. Like she's just, she's the nicest, kindest, sweetest human being ever, but likes fucking people up. Uh, but in like a co very compassionate way. Uh, it's just, it's very strange. Uh, I think more you just we need to finish building that wall. <laughs> I think you just described every mass murderer. <laughs> he was such a nice guy, sweet. He was a clown for kids. He fucking, you know, he helped volunteered on the weekends. I can't believe he killed 72 people. Dude, there's Took a lot out to dinner after he did. And they, and they won't be remembered for centuries either. <laughs> no. You ever did that video of me and her sparring? No. Uh, I think I have seen that. Dude, so Mike Pyle is like, hey, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll like train you in Vegas. So I, I go Wednesday, I go Thursday, doing mats and a little jujitsu, having the best time. Then he's taking it way too seriously. He's like, you got a weigh-ins tomorrow at nine and a press, a press conference at four. I'm like, okay, ha, ha, ha. Like, yeah, you got you had to cut weight. But he's not joking. He's like, he's like treating it like it's a fight camp. I'm like, bro, I'm not, I'm not really a fight. So I'm like, okay. And then he was like, all right, final day, Saturday, sparring, right? So we do like, I don't know, eight rounds. I'm fucking exhausted. You know, I'm actually going, I'm trying, but like, he's, he's letting, I'm, I'm taking him down, but then he's like submitting me. And so then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm just gouged with sweat. I look behind me and Roxanne's in a fucking Batman costume. Like, let's go. <laughs> and everyone has their fucking phones out, right? Oh my God. Yeah, uh, so I just fucking took her down. I was like, all right, I'm not fucking losing this. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> straight. <like. laughs> but every time she I hear, that's, a very, that's a long game Mike Pyle was playing, like making you cut weight, dehydrate, oh, wrestle man. for hours, and now you got to fight a girl. Dude, it was, <laughs> I know. It's, it's really rather genius. Dude, that, they got to make a, a, a the Tinder swindler about it. <laughs> Dude, it was like, hold on, let me see if I, if I can find this. Like, I'm not even doing it justice, uh, Roxanne. But, dude, the last time, Roxanne, I did, the, like, the 10-year challenge with her. And uh, I, I was, like, saying that she was – what was I saying? I was – okay, here we go. Here we go. I was, like I, – I called her, like, Mick, McLovin or something, right? And uh, – and she was like, people were like, you're, you're bullying her, blah, 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 blah. She was fucking laughing the most, texting me going, LOL. Dude, Facebook got mad at me because I said Paige Van Zandt also have a sex tame out. You know, now you can, take a, you can watch her take a pounding again. So I sent it to Austin. <laughs> I sent it to her, her, her husband. He was like, that's great. And Facebook took it down for bullying. Her husband was laughing and so was she. But well, people love to be outraged for shit that has nothing to do with them. It's that's the, it's weird the way that's become the national pastime. Outrage, dude. Okay. It's I, I would like to see them make it so the person being made fun of has to complain. 
know what yeah. I mean, or whatever. Really, not and that really form. is where any outrage should begin. If they don't care, yeah. you shouldn't care. It's yeah. weird the way people be like, well, then they don't know what they're doing. I'm outraged. They should be outraged. So I'm going to be out. I used to go, I actually used to go on Red Eye on Fox News. And uh, and I would, and I did this character who was like outraged about everything. And I'm outraged. And it was, you know, <laughs> hilarious at the time. This is 2004, 2005. Now that's just reality. Just people fucking getting on Twitter and shit all day. I'm outraged. Oh boy, where are it we? It really fucking? is a new pastime, man. It's ridiculous. It really is. It's being okay, outraged about shit pile. that has I, nothing to do with pile. I'm fucking dead tired, right? Should I go in? And I don't support Fox News. Man. All right, so I'm dead tired. <laughs> I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Jack Jr. here, and then Roxanne. Wait, go! Oh my gosh, she's killing That's a couture, right? It's free couture. Of course, <laughs> Jack. Look, look at you. You're like, what is this? Dude, I'm she's like, about to kick the funny. shit out of you too. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yep. Yeah, you just went for the takedown. Good move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she was about to kick the shit out of you, dude. Yeah, yeah. That video gets out there. Adam's gonna get the role as the new Joker. Dude, she, dude, she gets up. I'm, the, I'm just like, all right, just like hold it for five minutes, right? Look at Jack Jr. loving it. That's hilarious. Yeah, Joker. This is Batman versus the Joker, dude. I'm so fucking. I'm like, <laughs> he's so tired. Come on, hands up, boy. Come on, go out of bed. Put those hands up. Put your mask on. At least, at least put your mask He's going to take her down again. Please put your mask on. It's different. Adam looks like me in every fight I ever had after the first minute and a half. <laughs> like just shot. Fighting's exhausting, man. Oh, you do any, first. you do any kind of sparring, and you find out real fast. <laughs> Holy shit! Wow. Look over really... shoulder. Yeah, dude, I was just like... I think we know why she lost her last two fights. I mean, <laughs> Adam yanked her arm out of socket. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm so fucking tired. Yeah. You do, too. You look tired. You're just like, God, why is this happening? I see everyone's phones, and I'm like, great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, Matt Schnell, they call him Danger Caged. He was on that, uh, that, 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 that show with uh, uh, MTV back in the day. Uh, this guy, William Knight, looks like a, a monster. Don Fry is calling me right now uh, at 1 o'clock. Hey, Don, what's going on, man? Uh, you're, we're on the podcast right now. Where, where were you? All right, try again. D did you guys have a hard time logging in? No, of course not. No. <laughs> but I have, you know. So I, 59 I minutes of an hour-long podcast. Yeah, I live in in the city where you know they have adequate, you know, service. So, so hey, uh, by the way, I've got an impression I want to do for you guys, but we might want to do it after we sign off. I don't know. I got to do a impression that's amazing. I've been working on. Oh my god! god. Oh god! <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, what else is going on? Uh, Joe Rogan. Yeah, Joe Rogan apologized. Uh, let's see what else is going on here. Hey, your joke did really well though. The Carlos Mencia joke. Oh yeah, I said Carlos Mencia's apology. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, that's a thing, man. Like, well, we're we gotta find funny in every situation. Like, sure, man. I. You know what? It's like I was. I was actually disappointed in myself for not seeing it at first. I was like, I don't quite. You know what? But I think it was because you said he apologized for using the N word, and I didn't realize that's what Rogan had said. I thought he just apologized for the the Planet of the Apes remark, and yeah, so yeah. I, that's why it didn't connect for me. But I hadn't seen the apology, so. 
So, uh, Don Fry, you're an hour late, but it's good to have you, man. At any time you can come on. How are you? All right, man. I, I apologize. I'm Gates. I got a little busy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, all right. So, Dustin Poirier said he would fight McGregor again, but it'd have to be in a boxing match. Um, does, does anybody want to say? <laughs> Man, they really love boxing, don't they? Everybody wants to do boxing. Like, I, don't know, it's I was going to say, why can't they just play billiards at this point? <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, like you're going to get paid more by the UFC if they do a boxing match. I mean, shit. I mean, they would have to get a uh, real boxing promoter in order to get boxing money. Otherwise, they're going to get UFC money. And there was a point where I would say McGregor would just wreck Poirier in a boxing match, but I don't even know if that's even true anymore. I, I mean, there's a video. You see a video of him high eating ice cream recently? No, uh, but I can, I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, hold on. Let's see if I find. This I don't. Thing. I don't know what. I, yeah, I don't know what is. Uh, what would be gained from them boxing versus MMA? It seems like they both want to use their strengths. I don't know why they'd be like, you know. Yeah. They should turn it into. They should just turn it into an ass kicking contest, and <laughs> all you can do is kick. And just like, what's the fuck? What is this? Yeah, I don't. I don't understand either. Let me see if I can find. Uh, oh yeah, so here we go. McGregor. It's got one hundred nineteen thousand views. This this thing he posted. Oh, man, I. It just. It's kind of. It's almost sad because. Oh, okay, here we go. Ready. And it's like it's like the guy from um, Baywatch. What's his name? Mm -hmm. David David Hasselhoff. Yeah, so here he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can literally see him getting fatter. <laughs> <laughs> like his face gets fatter as the video goes on. That's unreal. <laughs> and his body too. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah, something's going on there, man. That's weird. I mean, What's what, the name of that video? Connor lets himself go. But what, what, was the, what, what kind of ice cream? What kind of ice cream is he eating? Uh, it's like one of those like That's old school like strawberry shortcake, isn't it? I know it's yeah, called strawberry shortcake. I know my. You know what's not? It's not diet ice cream. I can tell you that. But what was the point of him posting that? Like, what is he doing? Oh. This guy has so a billion. is a hell of a drug. This guy has a billion dollars. Uh, huh. Is one of the best fighters in the world. He's got everything going for him. He's got a wife. He's got two kids. Like all he's got to do is just go to the gym train and he'll probably win and, and he'll be the best at whatever he does but instead he just chooses to just fucking get in trouble and hit machine gun kelly and post stupid i'll things. tell you what if uh, they're definitely not going to play billiards to uh decide it because connor's uh nicknames are going to already be taken by that time like minnesota fats you know so he's not gonna be able to <laughs> I mean, Took a minute to get there. I was like, I was like, where's he going? Don, did you ever? Have a Ireland Fats just doesn't have the same ring to it. So. Don, do you ever have a point in your life where you only had yes men around you? You know, I don't. I don't know. Um, a couple of the women I've been with, she was being that, yeah. But uh, I guess, I guess I'd say that. Uh, you know, um, is there is there a better spot in your place with Wi-Fi? That's my bedroom. Um, <laughs> there, we go. there it is. Tony, Tony's in here with me. I don't want Tony following me into my bedroom. 
So ah, that makes sense. <laughs> Who's Tony the dog? No, it's his yes man. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it, you know, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you what Conor McGregor's doing. He's fucking being bored. I mean, yeah. he's an attention, he's an attention hog who's bored. So he's making a video. Oh, I'll make a video now, whatever. You know, like he's just bored. I, I know, but it just. It's just movie, you know, I mean, or a TV show. I mean, I'm sure anybody on the planet would be on the show for nickels. You know, and, yeah. Um, he can make something. He can make some get some money out of it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. By the way, Greg, who do you have for the Super Bowl this week? Uh, Rams. I think they're going to beat them pretty good. But Joe Burrow has proved me wrong three weeks in a row now. So uh, why should this be any different? Which, by the way, I understand after this, uh, depending on how it, you know, regardless of who wins, Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford are actually going to have a rematch in in uh, jump rope. <laughs> And then, depending on how that goes, they might have another rematch, but uh, uh, bowling. So that's, that's what I think is going to happen there. So, uh, no, I like the Rams to win this one pretty big. I think their defense is going to create extra opportunities for them. And I, I think that uh, that's going to give – and I think Matt Stafford, you know, I, I think he, you know, he realizes this is his one shot. You know, what, Eminem, music, the whole thing. You know, he, what opportunity he needs to see. Burrow has the luxury of youth. He does not. And I think that's going to ultimately be the difference. Sean, what about you? I'm going Rams just so Greg can be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bet heavy on him. Don, what Go about deep. You? Don? Yeah. Who's going to win this week? Yeah. Super Bowl this week. Who, who wins? Uh, well, you know, I haven't watched the games since that dipshit started taking his knee. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's been but out of the league a Tony, few years. You can come on back, Tony. Tony, Tony said that um, it's going to be the Rams. He said that uh, they got to the Bengals go to weak offensive line, and, and uh, Rams have the defense. To that's exactly right. That's so. right. Pretty. That's right on the money, right there. Dude, what, what, well, where are you watching it, Greg? I will actually be this weekend performing at the brand new TK's Comedy Club, which is a gorgeous new facility. It's like a really high-end place. And on Sunday, they're going to be having a big watching the game party. And so I'll be watching it there in Addison, Texas, uh, right there in Dallas, my hometown. So if you're in the Dallas area, I'll be doing shows on Friday and Saturday and then on Valentine's Day, Monday night. Sean, you ever have a crazy Super Bowl party uh, story you want to tell us? No, man. I don't know. Uh, I usually uh, – it didn't get fun until I started betting on it. Uh, like I won like a uh, – I won like – 4500 bucks last year on who would score the first touchdown, you know, or whatever, something like that. But I did uh, know a guy who decided to be a bookie. He started on Super Bowl Sunday, and he took all these bets, and he took something like a 100-to-1 bet that the first kick would be returned for a touchdown, and a guy put 300 bucks on it, and they got returned for a touchdown. So he was down the first play $30,000 as a bookie. <laughs> I laughed so hard about that, man. I thought I was going to pass out. I was dying. I saw him because I saw him the following Monday. He was like, dude, I owe one dude $30,000. He was, I only took like 1500 in bets. So I was like, Oh, yes. my God. <laughs> I was like, he's a bad time to start a bookie operation. But, um... Dude, the craziest Super Bowl story I had – you know, you know, you know, Jay Davis was like, he just got divorced. So I was trying to like mm -hmm. cheer him up. So Phil Verone, who used to be the drummer for uh, Skid Row. Right. Yeah. But like after Sebastian Bach left. But anyway, he was, he was, a, he was a good drummer, right? So he, he, he was in these like swinger conventions. Like he knew all these swingers. So yeah. they all came to the improv one night. 
and, and I, I had a really good set. They surrounded me. It was like a bunch of like, like decent looking cougar type chicks. And they were like kind of grabbing my, my cock. It was like crazy, right? So like, hey, we, you know, we have this thing called Lifestyle Lounge. That was like, it's called the Lifestyle. They don't call it Swing anymore. They call it the right, Lifestyle. Right, right. Are you in the Lifestyle? So they remember this party and it's like at this house, Pasadena, this huge house. And this one chick's like, uh, I was, she's like, I want to blow you in front of my husband. And I was like, well, I'm like, what do you do for work? She's like, I work for Disney, right? So, uh, <laughs> so I was like. I love that you answered her question about the blow job with, what do you do for work? <laughs> yeah, what, what difference does that make? I know, it's like, I think she just described the job she's looking for. I actually, it didn't go in that order, but I wanted to, for the joke purpose. Anyway, so, so, so anyway, so then, uh, there was a, or watching, it was the one where it was the guy, what's his name? The one that, uh, the guy that had uh, dated Kim Kardashian the, uh, back in the day for the, he put, the guy paid for USC. He was like, oh, Reggie yeah. Bush, uh, Reggie Reggie Bush. I know who you're talking about. Uh, Reggie Bush. Yeah. Reggie Bush. There was that Super Bowl where he like ran in the fourth, or it was the like fourth quarter. He had a great game, whatever. It was like close. Forgot what, so anyway, we're, we're watching it, all these like people outside watching it on this like nice bar. And this girl is lying on the bar with her legs up like a turkey, getting fisted by some dude, right? Just like he has this fist in her and just is turning it. And I'm looking at the game. It's like a fourth. And I'm looking at this and I'm just like, what? Where the fuck am I? Like, this is crazy. Dude, and, listen, everyone knows the Super Bowl always has the best halftime show. So <laughs> this, one, this one woman next to me, she goes, this is disgusting. I go, yeah. She goes, he's doing it wrong. <laughs> but she was actually talking about the quarterback dude uh, <laughs> that was, yeah that was crazy was reggie bush the running back for the saints the year they yeah, won the was that yeah, okay okay uh, by the way the yeah, girl in the bar was was ironically not a saint <laughs> it ironically out. ironically there were no saints in that bar you know yeah. i was thinking that you Greg was talking about performing earlier he's got a lot in common with brandon schaub like they're both stand-up comedians. They're both performing on Super Bowl weekend, and neither of them ever got near playing in the NFL, no matter what they say. Nice. <laughs> Third tier. Now, did you ever uh, go to a swinger party, Greg? No. You know, I've never been that good looking. And uh, I just – or a big – like, if I released a big guy, and they're like – but I'm like a short, fat, not good looking dude. They're like, so. bring Shrek in here. Exactly. No, Shrek's <laughs> getting invited every fucking week. Yeah. Wilson, Wilson's got to bring a hot girl everybody else can bang or a bunch of money, <laughs> one or the other. And I remember Corey Feldman was always there at the parties. Of course, of course. Sure, but they, that makes but they, they, they all were big fans of him or something. But th then there was, a, there was one time, I ever go to the Green Door? There was a comedy club. Next, there was a big club called the Green Door in Vegas, right? And we had free tickets. First of all, we went to this, like, me and my <laughs> – me and my friend Aaron went to this like bar that was like a brothel, basically, which we didn't even know. And we walk in, and it was, it was like this messed out like like prostitute. So I invited her to my show. I had tickets. We needed people to come to the show, right? <laughs> After the show, I'm selling shirts. I'm like, "What's the matter?" She's like, "Your jokes were offensive." I was like, "Your life is offensive." Like, like, <laughs> so, dude, we go to the green door. And uh, it's like the second floor and there's like 10 dudes just sitting around watching. And this girl's like blowing this guy while a guy behind her is like just banging her. So it's like, it's like a, it's like a, a, tr yeah. a, three, a, like a three person act, right? Right. And, and, and everyone's just watching. 
So I, 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 I giggle. I go, huh. everyone looks at me and they kick me out. They kick me out of the room for giggling. <laughs> <laughs> like, that sounds right. <laughs> Adam had to take his mask off like an eyes wide shut and leave in shame. Yeah, everyone, everyone's just, everyone's like, everyone's like, who's the new guy? <laughs> Do you mind? I'm trying to jerk off to this chick getting nailed by two dudes. Don, you know, any- that's rule number one of swinging. You never laugh at a Chinese finger trap. <laughs> that one oh, cool. Yeah. How do you know that? But you've never been to one of these places. Because it's, it's what's it's called. It's called the Chinese the finger internet. trap. Unlike Don, yeah. he has the internet. And then if you if you slap hands and you high five, it's an Eiffel Tower. D- Don, did you ever partake in any of these? Like back in the day, you and Randleman, or, or uh, uh, you guys, you know, you and uh. No, I, I would sneak into the zoo on weekends, you know. <laughs> How do you make it worse? Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere out there, there's a bobcat with a great mustache. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, he did get dry humped by Mark Coleman one fight I saw the entire time. <laughs> Don, you've had three stones before, right? But girls, right? Three some what? <laughs> like, like three stones with girls? You ever have two girls at once? Uh, God damn, yeah, yeah. wasn't 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 all that much fun, but uh, you know, a lot, lot, lot of bitching and complaining. You know, that's my part. some people just just a lot of complaining. You know, I feel like for Don, a threesome is just being trapped in a car with two women. <laughs> Wait, who was bitching and complaining during a threesome? I was. I was. <laughs> why, why? Why were you bitching and complaining? I was. Oh God! All right. Oh, you heard about Brendan Schaub threesome? He told me about right. What was that? Oh, here we go. Yeah, Brendan Schaub told me he had a threesome once, but it was after he was in the UFC. But it was the wrong ratio. Because it ended up being him and another guy, and then some other guy. <laughs> I, have, I have heard of that. I, I have. Heard yeah, of that. I, I do. I don't heard of that. I, I have heard of that. All right. Well, anything else you want to talk about, guys, or uh, are we good for today? Don't forget my impression, but you might want to do it after you sign off. What's what's? It, oh, right, it, right. Why do I feel like is it Asian or something or something? Listen, no, no, stop, stop, no, stop, stop. Because listen, if Sean McCorkle already <laughs> thinks we shouldn't broadcast it. Do not drag this into the light. Uh, However, if you would like to learn stand-up, my uh, advanced joke writing class is now streaming. It's available on teachable.com. So it's comedyinstitute.teachable.com. And you can, uh, it's the class that you know, Jimmy O. Yang took it, Jerry Garcia, Amir K., Jessica Michelle Singleton. A lot of uh, hot comics today took it. I'm very proud of it. Wow, those good, good comics. Uh, I don't think the impression's that offensive if you guys want to hear it. All right, let's let's hear it. You uh, don't you? Right. Is it Bruce Buffer? Is it Bruce Buffer? Is it is he? Is it well, I don't know. I'd have to like it's you'll. I don't know. You'll probably figure out who it is before it's over. But I've been working really hard on it. Hold on. <coughs> Here it goes. Yeah. It's, um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Any idea? No, that's Bruce Buffer and Dominic Cruz. At a UFC event in the men's restroom. In the men's restroom. That's that's uh, you know what? I can't believe I didn't get that. 
that was such you, what was difficult for me is I only heard one voice. That was, and a, it, was yeah. a two, it was a two person impression. So really, you, you lost me there. You lost me on that one. You're, you're, you're a real rich little. Uh, <laughs> you're very little. You're rich. You're rich, very little. <laughs> rich, gigantic. Don, do you have any impressions? Ah, uh, shit. No, I sure don't, partner. you. It's yours. Yes. Uh, man, by the way, there were some hot moms on the wrestling team. I, I, I got to bring Don Fry around them. Don, are you single? I can't tell if you, you have a girlfriend or what? Yeah, I'm single. Every single man you just step into a swim gym. Yeah. <laughs> there was his impression. Oh, oh, there you go. Nice. That's, that's yeah. Nice. Greg, what's your best Goddamn. impression besides Hector? You are the worst fucking audience. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I want to hear Greg's fault. best impression, whoever it is. I don't know. I, I think all of my impressions are equally bad. <laughs> I, I really do. Like, they're not good impressions. I'm not an impressionist. I do the worst impressions ever. That's why when people get mad about them, like, you should be mad that it's just not a good impression. No, you're yeah. right. right. Beck, Rowdy Beck was great. Uh, Hector Lombard was great. My McGregor was the worst not actual McGregor <laughs> The best was when, like, we said McGregor was calling in. And people said that they, they waited the whole show to hear it, and then it was you doing the voice of McGregor. Oh, so bad. <laughs> well, anyway, this Wednesday night, I will be in San Diego uh, with Dominic Cruz and uh, – Dom- I'm sorry. <laughs> no, with uh, – Oh, I'm, my goodness. I mean, you played I'm, right into that. You're on my impression now. With Don't do it. Stop. Give me the bathroom. Give me in the bathroom. Stop. Three. Yeah, Uncle Creepy. <laughs> and, yeah, and then uh, where am I? And then uh, Friday night – Saturday night, I'm at Flappers – Thursday, Supernova. Friday in Palm Springs. Just go to adamhuntercomedy.com. Uh, you can see it. I'm, in, I'm going to Alaska coming up. But uh, thank you guys so much. Have a great week. You guys are See you, man.